0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Be
1: it superstition or just an apparition, you suddenly appear inside my heart. Does this strange romance stand a ghost? Welcome to From the Bleachers, I'm your host, as always, Seamus Clancy, coming to you from the wonderful Bleeding Green Nation radio podcast. Now, I'm recording this early Wednesday afternoon, just dropped a new mailbag today on BleedingGreenNation.com. Go check it out. Uh, I do a weekly mailbag. I got a ton of good questions this week, but one really hit me hard. It was about what's the best food plan on game day for an Eagles game? I put a bunch of the other questions aside. I'll probably do another mailbag later in the week. I'll double up this week. But the one was so – Cool. Well, it spoke to me about tailgating, about the sense of community that goes along with watching Eagles games with your loved ones, your friends, all of those types of things. I just wrote a ton about Eagles food and what you should have, what you shouldn't do, how it's dependent on so many different variables in the Eagles season and where you're watching the game. So go check that out. And also, again, probably have another mailbag later in the week. Again, recording this early Wednesday afternoon. You're probably listening to this on Thursday. Having a good day today. Ready to talk some Eagles. Big thing happened yesterday in Eagles World, something that Eagles fans, a large contingent at least, have long been waiting for to happen. At Lincoln Financial Field, if you were driving by, I guess you would say, southbound on i down in South Philadelphia by Sports Complex in the Navy Yard, you would see a banner on the backdrop of Lincoln Financial Field. And while it isn't specifically, clearly a great in-depth 8K picture of one specific person, it is very clearly the silhouette of former Eagles quarterback, former franchise quarterback, former son of the city, keys of the city, franchise savior, Carson Wentz. And it had been like over 150 days. It was like 151 days since the Wentz trade that that finally came down. A long time coming. and I'm sure there's a bunch of logistical stuff that goes along with that, with you know, what the stadium's doing, different rights, what they want to do with the replacement. And it seems like the wait, and it took so long, is probably because they were coming up with a replacement. That has come up pretty quickly. They're putting it up yesterday, today, whatever you want to say. Uh, I haven't looked, been down there myself to see, but just looking on social media, it looks like they're already putting up a new banner. Carson's, we've seen a lot of banners there over the years at Lincoln Financial Field. I remember originally, it was kind of an outline of Donovan McNabb right when the link opened in 2003. And I remember right before the link opened, the Eagles are in 2002 season. Again, I, talk, I feel like I talk about the 2002 season, 2002 NFC Championship game against, against the Bucs all the time. But uh, for such a terrible moment in Eagles history, it's hard not to look back on this and have so many terrible memories, really. But we're talking about obviously Yankee Stadium was infamously called, not infamously, uh, I guess in in a positive way, the house that Ruth built because of the way Babe Ruth transformed the team and they became this global brand, global icon uh, as Yankee Stadium became this premier place because of how good the Yankees were in the 20s after they had traded for Babe Ruth. And we had hoped that the link was going to be the house that McNabb built. You know, the last human veteran stadium, the Eagles, when they go on and beat the Raiders in the Super Bowl. First game, opening up at Lincoln Financial Field that next, that next season, putting up the banner, players wearing their rings, whatever it is, pregame. And you have that thing up McNabb hanging up with the view of I-95, the house in McNabb. Built. Obviously, it didn't become that. I think a little later on, it was a kind of an outline of Deshaun Jackson. If you remember that, obviously Deshaun Jackson left, uh, not under the best terms, in 2013, or I guess 2014, following the 2013 season. uh, The whole Chip Kelly debacle there came back. Seems like things were smoothed over, but now he's gone again and is on the Rams. And then for a bit, I believe it was kind of just an ill-defined players up there because there wasn't this, this franchise linchpin to lock onto. And then eventually it became Wentz. And that obviously made a ton of sense in the world, even as as late as last year. You know, this time last year, we thought Carson Wentz was still an MVP candidate in this league. Thought he was going to start in the Super Bowl for the Eagles. Finally, thought he could win a championship, if not multiple. And midnight green. Obviously, that did not come to fruition. He is gone. And me, I'm not sure. All Eagles fans, but a lot are happy that we have now departed from Carson Wentz. He's departed to Philadelphia, and there's been a big split. I love the draft return and helped the Eagles go up and get Devonte Smith. I'm happy with the situation. I'm a Jalen guy. It was a long time coming for Wentz to get benched last year, and if it wasn't for a lot of circumstantial factors, he likely would have been benched. earlier. That's gone. Wentz Banner down, took, took long enough, but it's gone. And in its place, we have a nice picture. It, it shows two hands holding the Lombardi trophy. Clearly... On the stage following Super Bowl 52, the Eagles beat the Patriots 41-33. People forget that. People forget the Eagles won the Super Bowl, and the score is 41-33. And the Eagles are going up there, and they're getting the trophy, and it's shining. There's the midnight green and white confetti everywhere in the background. And you see this person, a person we're not supposed to know who it is, holding the Lombardi trophy. Now, if you were to go into Google, Google Images, you type in Nick Foles Super Bowl Lombardi trophy you will see that those hands, those arms, know what they say about big hands, right? Know what they say about big hands? Belong to Nick Fultz. So not only is Carson Wentz-Banner down. And people made a bunch of gripes over the years. Oh, it's not fair that there's a, a Nick Foles statue outside the stadium. And he has to look at that every day. First of all, he doesn't walk through the stadium with the rest of the fans. He's not tailgating in the K lot before the game and coming in with the mass herd at, at you know, 1145, 1215, trying to beat the Russian get to their seats before introductions. I don't know if he's ever seen it in person. But people made a big deal about that. Oh, it's not fair to Carson. It's not fair to this. Well, you know what? It didn't work out for him in Philadelphia. Nick Foles won four playoff games in Philadelphia during Wentz's tenure here during the Wentz era. It is what it is. Nick Foles will go down as someone who had the most legendary run in the history of Philadelphia sports played the best game in the history of Philadelphia sports in the most important game in the city's history. It's that simple, you know, moving on from Foles at the time, it was the right decision. We still need to see what we had in Wentz. So he looked unbelievable in 2017, showed promise in 2016. Uh, but he was just never the same after the ACL. And I'm, I'm regurgitating you know, a lot of things we talked about over the years. But it's the offseason, and it's relevant here. And Foles wouldn't have been the guy to keep going. Obviously, he hasn't really had any success elsewhere. He really hasn't had any success elsewhere outside of you know, a big stretch in 2013 and then you know four playoff games in Philadelphia where they won. And, you know, had a couple of big regular season games and a couple stinkers really played really well in that Giants game in 2017. I believe that was the first game he started following Wentz's injury. I think he threw four touchdown passes. And then one of the best games I've ever seen an Eagles quarterback play uh, Threw for 471 yards, which I believe that's the total and is an Eagles record for a single game in week 16 against the Texans. Uh, Adling and Financial Field, 132-30 on a Jake Elliott walk-off field goal. So Foles is not in Philadelphia. He's not a starting quarterback. I believe he's third on the depth chart in Chicago. He may never start a quarter – he may never start a game again in the NFL, but that doesn't mean he's not a Philadelphia Eagles legend. He will go down in history as one of the most important figures in the history of not just Philadelphia sports, but Philadelphia, because that's how big the Eagles are in Philadelphia. And you know, eventually whether people want to admit it or they don't like it or they think it's unfair to you know, people were talking about doing this. What I'm gonna say was unfair to Carson Wentz. Nick Foles' number needs to get retired in Philadelphia, and I think it will be. It hasn't got handed out since. And the Eagles have the history of keeping numbers out of the rotation. You know, Randall Cunningham's number is not officially retired, but it hasn't been handed out since he left the team. Stuff like that. So I think for a bait you'll see Foles' number out of the rotation. But once he's officially retired, it's gonna be once he's officially retired as a player, it will eventually become officially retired for the Eagles. I think it'd, it'd be insane not to have a great, you know, thing come in and you know celebrate the team. Maybe it's in twenty twenty seven. Maybe Foles retires in the next two, three years, and you do it for the tenth anniversary of the twenty seventeen season, or you do it for in twenty thirty two for the fifteenth anniversary of this Super Bowl season, something like that. And people were saying at the time, well, it wasn't fair to you can't retire Foles' number while Wentz is on team. Why not? Who cares? He didn't play in the Super Bowl, Foles did, and it was unbelievable. But now that Carson Wentz is gone, you know, Wentz had a terrible injury, injuries piled up, was never really the same player after that injury as as we've seen over the last couple of years. And it's not his fault that Nick Foles became a godlike figure in Philadelphia, but it happened. So now I think it's easier for the team to kind of celebrate those Foles-specific moments a little bit more now that they don't have to worry about the Carson effect And the way that the Super Bowl, you know, he's a human being. You know, I'm very critical of Carson. I have been for the entirety of last season, this offseason, was itching for a trade to happen. Hard situation, right? You were the king of the city. Your backup comes in and, you know, sweeps the city off its feet in a way they could have never expected, has legendary performances and goes down in, in the history books in Philadelphia. And then kind of does the same thing the next year on another improbable playoff run, though they didn't make the Super Bowl. You get what I'm saying. Now that Carson's gone, we can rightly put Nick Foles' place in Eagles history. I wasn't sure what they were gonna do for the new banner. I thought Brian Dawkins would have been a good idea in the sense that he's a legendary. Who in Philadelphia doesn't like Brian Dawkins? What Eagles fan doesn't like Brian Dawkins? There's no controversial opinions when it comes to Brian Dawkins. It's obvious, you know, that thing would have been up there for you know 20, 30 years until, you know, whatever if. You know, the quarterback the Eagles have 20 years from now as a franchise MVP, maybe you throw his his banner up on there. But for now, you know, it is what it is. You could have done Dawkins. I thought maybe Jason Kelsey, whether that's him, you know, running on the field holding his helmet after the Eagles won the Super Bowl or if it's him doing his infamous parade speech in the Mummer's costume. One of those things could have worked. But they go with this thing of a guy, quote-unquote, some guy is holding a Lombardi trophy. And I saw someone on Twitter, and I'm not, like, Making fun of this reporter because it's you know he's he's doing a source report and you know there's there's a relationship there. And according to team source or league source, whatever it was, it was saying that banner wasn't supposed to represent Nick Fall specifically, but just the Lombardi trophy. There's obviously truth in that, it's a celebration of not specifically one player. But just the, the time when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, again, a magical moment for millions of people, myself included. If you're listening to this, if you're watching on YouTube, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube page, Green Green Nation on there, trying to get our subscribers up on there. It makes sense. You know, this is something everyone loves. It's, it's the Lombardi Trophy. It's, it's not Jeffrey Lurie's face. I wouldn't want Jeffrey Lurie's face to be up there or Howie Roseman's. And obviously they're not going to do Doug Peterson now that he's gone and left under not the greatest terms either. But to think that we're that stupid that we don't realize it's Nick Foles. I don't think the organization, I don't know who makes that call, but I'm sure Jeffrey Lurie has to have some input on there, right? Maybe the marketing team, the PR staff, you know, vice president of the, you know, the business side of things, all of those things come together. And I don't think it's a slight to Carson that they're putting up Nick Foles hands again, you know what they say about big hands and but it's just hilarious that, after all the turmoil and the Wentz from, you from know, playing in Nick Foles' shadow, consistently not living up to the promise that he once showcased in 2017 in the last three seasons, that he's finally gone and his banner's down, what do we see now? Nick Foles. Even though if don't see his face, it's Nick Foles. Raising the Lombardi trophy. It's poetic, not in a good way for Wentz, but in a way for Eagles fans, we've come full circle. The Wentz hour is over. Carson Wentz, without a doubt, if they don't draft Carson Wentz, if he doesn't play the way in 2017, if they don't get home field advantage, they don't win a Super Bowl. But in this twist of fate, the Carson Wentz era, the most important person in the Carson Wentz era was Nick Foles. Now that he's gone, we have a nice representation of that, even if you know PR or whoever's saying, oh, it's not really Nick Foles. We're not stupid. It's Nick Foles. And we love it. I love it. Maybe some people don't like it because he's stolen on their team or – you know they—they're still Carson stands or Carson defenders, whatever. I don't, I don't care. I like that Nick Foles is up there, and I hope—I hope it's sooner. Maybe I think when Dawkins retired, the Eagles retired his number the next season. It was a, you know, week one or week two home game against the the Giants in 2012. I think it was either Monday night or Sunday night. I remember being at that game, had my Dawkins jersey on. Obviously, you know, I feel like everyone in there had a Dawkins jersey on. So say Nick Foles retires in you know 2022. Maybe the next season's his last season. He returns in 2023. 2024. Next season, first primetime game. Gotta retire that. Retire. I don't care. I don't care about the Carson Wentz's feeling. I don't I don't care about this this need to take a step back, let the years go on before you officially retire or something. You know, sometimes you see players go into the Hall of Fame right away, or you know, things like that. There's there should be no waiting period for Nick Foles. He should go in automatically. As soon as he plays his last enough game next season, retires number. And I'm happy it's again, I'm happy it's Foles. And maybe one day, I think it'll stay that way for a while. Maybe until, again, we have a next, you know, second coming, the heir to the city, the heir to the franchise, a new franchise quarterback, a new all world defensive player, whatever it may be. That may change in the coming years, but I think having this representation is great. I'm a fan of it. I like that. Obviously, I like Nick Foles. I like the aspect of that. I've been building this up for the last 15 minutes. But I do like the uh the way that was a full team. That was a team effort to win that Super Bowl. And I think the stat I love every player on the team, besides Nate Nate Sudfeld, the backup quarterback, played at least one snap in the Super Bowl. Total, total team effort. And even though it's Nick Foles specifically, raising that Lombardi trophy, uh having that as the main part of the banner is still symbolic of that team effort and what every person in that locker room put forth into winning that trophy and bringing a championship to Philadelphia.
0: Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away.
1: Pretty good run on the Foles banner thing. Yeah, I mean, there's not a lot to talk about in Eagles world. One thing I did want to talk about, obviously, Cowboys live rent- rent-free in my head. I love discussing them, but it's as much about being an Eagles fan to me is making fun of the Cowboys. I love it. I live for it. You know, if the Cowboys were going to get uh, contracted and leave the NFL or move to another city, I would hate it. I need the Cowboys. That's part of the fun of being an Eagles fan is hating the Cowboys. And I was listening to the SB Nation NFL show the other day, which I recommend. This isn't just a shameless plug. I listen to the SB Nation show, NFL show every day. They release episodes every day. They do some short ones, they do some longer ones. Uh, the great, our, our fearless leader, Brandon Lee Gowan, hosts shows on Tuesday called The Oddcast, The Off Day Debris. That's the little abbreviation they go for. Love the show. And I'm not sure what show specifically or what the hosts are. They're, they're taken from around the SB Nation NFL network from different sites. There's uh, Rob Statscarrer from uh, the Niners website. There's RJ Ochoa from the Cowboys website. There's a ton of people on there. But they were talking about, Adrian Peterson came up in the, in the topic. I'm not exactly sure how. But they said that Adrian Peterson still wants to play in the NFL so he can get a shot at the NFL rushing title, like the all-time leader. I'm thinking, like, is he that close? I don't, I don't know. So they, they were talking about it, but I'm going to pull up the stats now. So Emmitt Smith, uh, Mister, you know, seventy-seven yards on thirty-seven carries. Emmitt Smith is first all-time with eighteen thousand three hundred and fifty-five rushing yards. Obviously, a crazy total. Broke Walter Payton's pre- previously held the record for sixteen thousand seven hundred twenty-six yards. You would think like Adrian Peterson's got to be like. Thousand two yards out, two thousand yards out. If he thinks he's going to break it, Adrian Peterson's fifth on the all time rushing list. Fantastic number. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame, obviously one day. He has fourteen thousand eight hundred and twenty. It needs like thirty five hundred more rushing yards. I, I don't. I'm not a math guy, but that's not happening, right? It's not. It's not happening. And I'm not sure we'll ever really have someone who can break that record with the way the NFL has changed. You're going to see people breaking the passing yards, uh, all time passing yards record all the time. It's Drew Brees and it's Tom Brady and it's going to eventually be Patrick Mahomes and it's going to be, you know, Spencer Rattler one day or whatever you want to say, Deshaun Watson, whoever. Passing yards record is going to be like the home run chase in the 90s and the 2000s. You're going to have people hit getting in the 500 home run club, the 600 home run club left and right. But to be analogous to baseball, once again, the rushing record is going to be like the win total. There will never be another 300-win pitcher, no pitcher who wins 300 games again in baseball, just, just the way the sport is now. And we'll probably never have another running back who can top with the way you know the lead chains to pass heavy, the way running backs get churned out too quickly, don't get second contracts, um, become less of a focal point in their teams. You probably never see a guy even get to 15,000 yards again. There are only four of those ever, you know, Emmitt, Walter Payton, a guy I'm going to talk about in a second, and Barry Sanders. But I, I hate that Emmitt Smith is the all-time rushing leader. I think he's the most overrated player in NFL history. He played with amazing coaches, the best offensive line of all time, Hall of Fame wide receiver, Pro Bowl tight ends, and a Hall of Fame quarterback. You know, who, who can we throw back? Antonio Gibson, from the Washington football team, if he played all those years for the Cowboys, he'd probably be the all-time leading rusher. Brian Westbrook praying for that team. Talk about Brian Westbrook last week. We talk about him as the GOAT player in the history of the NFL. Circumstantial player. And we're really never going to see a new player enter the league and challenge that record, which sucks, because I don't want it to be him. But there's a guy third on this list, and it, it's not likely. It won't probably won't happen. But there's a sliver at hope that this guy could do it. Frank Gore, the all-time compiler, always pretty good, never a super-duper star, quietly third on the all-time rushing list with 16,000 yards exactly. So he's 2,355 behind Emmitt Smith. Now Frank Gore is entering his age 38 season. He would need either 800 yards at least over the next three seasons or 600 yards over the next four seasons to break the record. He had 653 in 2020 with the Jets. He had 599 in 2019 with the Bills. And he had 722 with the Dolphins in 2018. Can he pull this off? I hope it happens. And again, I'm not some huge Frank Gore fan or something, but I hope a team picks him up in camp. Just so he has a chance to break this record. You know, Maybe a running back goes down in camp on some team or in the preseason. Solid death piece. I know he's entering his age 38 season, but I'd love to see him catch on somewhere. You know, I don't necessarily want it to be the Eagles right now. Um, they don't really need him at this point in time. But just to see him go somewhere and a team feed him carry so he can get closer to this record, I hope it happens. I don't know how much gas he has in the tech. He's 38. He's a 38-year-old running back. They shouldn't be playing anymore, and he's still – Did pretty good the last couple of years. Hope he catches on somewhere, you know, over the next – plays somewhere for the next two or three years. This is my hope. Frank Ward catches on. He plays for the Giants. Backs up Saquon Barkley. Gets 600 yards, 650, 700 yards the next two, three years. And then the year he's under a 1,000 yards away from Emmitt Smith, he comes – and becomes a backup running back for the Eagles, whether he's 41, 42, I don't care. Because I'd love nothing more than Frank Gore get this meaningless four-yard game, you know, in fourth quarter, whether it's a blowout on either side and a pass Emmett Smith's record in an Eagles jersey. This is like Frank Gore, it's hilarious that time in what 2015 for like three days or third 36 hours, however long it was, we thought the Eagles were gonna sign Frank Gore. He backs out of that deal, goes to Indianapolis. The Eagles go and move on. They signed DeMarco Murray. They signed uh, Ryan Matthews. They they redo their backfield there. They had traded away LaShawn Coy. So I I don't necessarily want to be Eagles right now, but I hope he catches on somewhere. Adrian Peterson's not going to do it. Frank Gore is the last shot, our last shot, for any running back ever to break Emmitt Smith's record. We can't let that stand. I beg you, some team out there, Sign Frank Gore, feed him his carries, and when he's just a season away, Eagles send him to a one-year deal. Allow him to break that record in midnight green. It'd be perfect if it was down in Dallas. You know, a Sunday night football game. The Eagles always play on Sunday night football down in Dallas. Monday night football. They're playing Week Three Monday night football in Dallas this year. And we go down there, and the Eagles are beating the crap out of Dallas. And whoever's the Eagles' starting running back comes out of the game. They're spelling him late. The Eagles are up by twenty-four points. And, you know, he needs six yards to break Emmett Smith's record. He runs for a first down and he just stands up and looks up at the sky of this terrible monstrosity. That is 18 T stadium. Maybe he runs over. I'd love for him to run over and stand in the star, the middle of the Cowboys field man can dream. Is any of this going to happen? No, but it's July 21st in the off season. I need something to talk about. Yeah. You know, we all daydream. I daydream all day thinking about what happened in jail and hurts is unbelievable, leads the Eagles to the playoffs this year, wins a playoff game or two. And then, you know, they win the Super Bowl next year. Devontae Smith is the second coming, is a future Hall of Fame wide receiver. So when I need something to think about, when I'm walking to the gym, walking home, running errands, I like to think about Frank Gore breaking the NFL rushing record just to rub it in the overrated player. Emmitt Smith, not even a top 15 running back of all time, not even close. Rub it in his face. Because that's different for me, right? We're, uh, you know, 23, 24 minutes in, plus some ads and commercials there. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Clancy. Be sure to follow the Bleeding Green Nation Instagram at Bleeding Green Insta. Follow us on YouTube, uh, the Bleeding Green Nation YouTube page. We will include a link to that in the podcast description. So please subscribe on there. Give us some views, shares, comments, thumbs up, whatever the best thing to do is there. Also, if you like the podcast, if you like my tweets, if you like what I write for the website, be sure to check out my. Philadelphia Sports Newsletter. Check it out, patreon.com backslash Seamus underscore Clancy. It's the From Broad Tree with Love newsletter. Do it every day. Well worth the money. Two bucks per month. Talking Eagles, Sixers, Phillies. Mostly Eagles and Sixers. And as we creep closer to football season, definitely a lot of Eagles content coming up. So, if, again, if you like my stuff, check me out on there. But Carson Wentz is gone. We have that generic player banner up right now at the link. Shout out to Nick Foles, Nick Foles forever. Keep leading green. By you.
0: First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts.